Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. All right, so last episode, I left off with the question, if the AHL doesn't have all of their teams participating next season, but the NHL does, what's going to happen to all the prospects? They're still not going to know how to play defense by the time they get to an NHL coach. So, same as it ever was. <laughs> A given? Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, how did we get here? Watching the days go by. <laughs> so... so. Okay, so I guess I'll start off with this one to kind of get your your guys' uh, brains in the right gear. <laughs> Sorry, we were we were talking Animaniacs before, and I think that took everybody off the rails to other things. Um, so, um, what I was thinking might happen was that you know the teams. It depends on how many HL teams are are active. Um, if I'm going to go with a nice round number of three quarters ish, two thirds. We'll go two thirds. And um, so, incidentally, I was told that the the Syracuse Crunch are planning on playing next season, and uh, they have a independent owner, which probably means that the Lightning are going to fund them to play. In an empty building, but um, regardless, so two thirds of the teams are playing. I'm I'm gonna say that they're gonna stack as many prospects on as many teams as possible, and the career AHLers are probably not going to have going to have any room to play on any of those. So they'll go to Europe occasionally. Some of the others will go to Europe. Some of the prospects. And the NHL will have to give everybody expanded rosters. They'll have to expand from, like, say, 23 to 26. There you go. That's that's my call. I, being who I am... Um, sorry, uh, Squirrel! Um... <laughs> uh, I, I think a lot of... I think a lot of prospects better have their passports... You're going to see a shload of loaned to. So and so loaned to. Liga, DEL, Swiss, Finnish, Sweden, Czech leagues. A lot of players getting loaned to. I mean, it's already started to happen, right? Mm -hmm. You look at uh, Akil Thomas and a couple other Kings players were loaned to the, the Mannheim. You know the the partner team of the Kings in Germany. So I think you're going to see those. Some of it's obviously going to depend on what the O, what the CHL does. Um, but those guys that are uh, above the age, where they could, you know, actually most of them, because I don't think there's. Yeah, I mean, most of them could be just shipped over to Europe then. A lot of leagues have, keep in mind, too, that a lot of um, European leagues have, like the CHL does, a certain number can only be from out-of-country players. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I, but the ones yeah. that are from that country, obviously, you know, they'll be able to be loaned yeah, to... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely no problem with them going back to their home countries. Um, and you're not... I'm not talking about you're sending all of them over there, but, you know, because I think we're in this situation where you're going to see this... I don't want to call it a Black Aces, Black Aces roster because I've always hated that name, but you're going to see kind of, you know, maybe six or seven guys, they'll expand the roster, six or seven slots type thing that you can carry um, as part of a team, but won't count against the salary cap. They'll be in this limbo, right, where they're, the, the transaction, if they need to activate them, is, you know... Like almost like the football practice squad, right? Mm-hmm. Those, guys, those guys aren't technically NFL players. They're released from their NFL tryout contracts. They're assigned to a practice squad, and they're brought in to play. You know, in case somebody goes down, they sign a a one game or a two game. I mean, you may see those. You know, type of two or three game contracts, so they can circumnavigate some of the CBA crap they're going to have to fight through. I think it's safe to say the 10-day contracts, the tryout contracts that we see beginning in March, all that is dead this season. Um, I, I would, I'm still going to be shocked if there are enough teams that are capable of travel. Because we're already seeing it on the U.S., junior league circuit where there are teams in the uh, NAHL. Some of them are participating, but they're not playing in their permanent homes because certain counties and certain states have, you know, stricter restrictions. And given that there can be no fans in, in attendance anytime soon, uh, just their setups are completely out of whack. I think that's going to, hold true for the AHL as well. I think we're going to see them start in NHL buildings for a good month or two. Uh, and I'm not sure where the line of delineation between the practice squad player versus AHL player and it, all that murkiness is going to evolve because I think the idea that teams are probably just going to carry quote unquote 20 players on their roster for quite a bit of the season just to circumvent, you know, cap issues is going to dictate that they're going to just need easy turnarounds that limit cost for, you know, transporting a player from point A to point B, but also just he's right there. We need him, but we don't want to, you know, him to hit our NHL salary cap. Well, there's you, also. Sorry, go, go ahead, Cass. Cass. No, go ahead. Um, um, there's also the. If you're carrying extra guys on your team, the whole point of having play prospects play in the AHL is to have them play. You want them to have playing time. 
But if they are, you know, in order to develop, although, you know, as we've said, all agreed before, the NHL teams are horrible at developing players anyway. But in theory, going through the motions, they want to be able to develop these players and make sure they get playing time. So if you start stacking NHL squads with AHL players who aren't actually going to get playing time, is there a point to that? I think the biggest point is let's not have, and this is how they're going to be viewed, assets sitting around not playing games. As you can see time and time again, just sitting around and practicing, hello, Josh Lebo and many other former Maple Leafs. Uh, it keeps you conditioned, but it does not keep you game ready. So I think any player under an NHL contract needs to be playing in one form or another to be worth it, to provide any return on investment in this season, which is going to bleed red financially. I think you guys are kind of the smart G. I think you guys are kind of overthinking it a little bit because I think the smart GMs aren't going to carry prospects as part of their practice squad. They're going to carry veteran players who can fill in for a game or two here and there when necessary, if necessary. The prospects... So the, the, I, the, I the AHL regulars? Teams. Kind of. I mean, you know, guys that are borderline NHLers have been in the league, you know, maybe 23, 24 type thing, where they've, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of reaching for the peak of your career, but... Their ceiling isn't that high, but, you know, they're fillers. They're, you know, they're good players. They're, you know, they're they're replacement players, right? Mm -hmm. And those guys who need the playing and the ice time are going to get shipped off elsewhere. It's Mm -hmm. that player on year three of his entry level. They're going to be the biggest question marks. I can see half of them being shipped elsewhere and then half depending upon the team because there are a few that can keep them around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's the guys on their second pro contract. Yeah, those, the those two, guys. The two-way contract exactly. guys are they're in, they're in for a world of hurt. They really um, are. They're they're going to have to what I what I think if if I'm reading the tea leaves if I were to read the tea leaves I think they're gonna allow them to carry five extra players as as part of this practice squad type thing um, and maybe an extra goaltender around with them and they're going to have to shuffle them back and forth via these paper transactions where those players aren't sent to the AHL, but they're... Um, they're a taxi squad. Yeah. They'll, they'll figure out some way to allow a taxi squad to exist. And if you are participating in the taxi squad, you make a percentage of your salary... Um, something that's amenable 
you know, because they're going to want them to practice. And they may be relegated to not being able to practice with the NHL team because that would mean they're on the roster, right? Mm-hmm. But they would still want them to be out there working on things and, and keeping in something of a game shape. So maybe they have scrimmages against the practice squad from the team they're playing. You know, the other team's practice squad type thing. Right. You know, at least keeping some game motion going. And then they make, you know, a, uh, not a stipend, but, you know, they, they make a portion of their salary for that, you know, for doing that. And then if they're called up, then they're, you know, placed on the roster. They get their full salary for that game or that period of time they're on the roster. And then if they're shoveled back, then it goes back down to that. It's, you know, it's no different than. Like you said, Pat, it's like the two-way contracts. Those are the guys that are going to... That's the that's the market the PA is really going to have to work with. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be very dangerous for the players because whatever NHLPA executive committee or who's ever on these boards that are doing these minutia-oriented negotiations right now, they're not going to be thinking of these players. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that representatives from the professional hockey players association who represents, you know, a lot of players, even on two way deals when dealing with the minor league owners, they need to be, they need to have some sort of seat at the table because they're going to be guys hung out to dry probably worse than minor league baseball players are. It, it's going to be, it's going to be scary for some people. I mean, I'm afraid we're going to see a lot of careers and extremely premature because of this. And um, so I'm going to up the ante a bit with this theoretical oh. question. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> So you expect me to cover what the hell? (laughs) So, so we are in the United States are starting to ramp up for our quote unquote second peak of the virus. And in the United States, Thanksgiving coming up, that's really probably going to be like the thing for us, you know, with the coronavirus. So, Everybody else, it's going to be Christmas, right? Most most countries don't have a holiday, a major holiday between now and, and Christmas, I don't think. So, because those countries are smart, SMRT, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here's upping the ante. So three weeks after Christmas is going to probably be a major coronavirus outbreak in most of the world that celebrates Christmas. Meaning Europe and Canada. United Hi, States. United huh? States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, <laughs> Dominican, Cuban, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador. Next week. Sorry. We'll get to that All next right, week. You, you got to stop before you name a country that no longer exists. Yes. Uh, yes. So anyway... Um, so let's say the NHL decides since the bulk of NHL teams are in the United States that, you know, the peak has passed Thanksgiving, like 
did the thing and they start mid January. But everyone else in the in Europe and Canada are still like trying to figure out are just starting to clean up the whole are getting over the, the second peak of Corona. What happens to prospects then when they can't go to Europe because leagues have shut down because of Christmas coronavirus stuff? All right, two two thoughts there. I think this is I think this is being factored in when we hear these rumblings from both sides of why hasn't the NHL put a date in stone, sort of like their contemporaries in the NBA, versus we should expect to hear a formal announcement in the next few days because I think this is a big worry. Uh, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but players are already coming back from over from Europe now. Some players from Canada are, are, are traveling down to the States. I don't know how that process is for players returning to the Canadian teams. I just know locally in Raleigh, several players have returned in the last few weeks. I think that's the impetus for getting training camps prepped. It's get here before U.S. Thanksgiving where things are going to hit a new high in the states but if you're here and you're we've created our own little bubble our players it shouldn't be an issue see and then the other side is I don't think a lot of prospects are coming to these camps. I think it's just going to be who's on your who's signed to an NHL contract over the age of 20 and doesn't play in the CHL. I think Alexis Lafreniere is the only player that will show up to a Rangers camp. Quentin Byfield, I don't think they're going to do anything with. No. Everybody after him? Nope. I don't care I don't I don't care. God, I don't <laughs> care that Cole Perfetti signed his entry-level deal. That's paper. You know, doesn't mean he's going anywhere. It just means that he doesn't go back into the draft in three years. And what? What? You mean that that's not protection against Jack Roselvik holding out because he wants yeah. time six time? Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. No. 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 Fancy. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. No, I don't no. see this whole Thanksgiving thing. Canada's already had their Thanksgiving. What the hell? Good on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they uh, still have Christmas coming. That's yeah, the, and Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I'm just encouraging everybody to do what we what we're doing this year. We're doing a contactless delivery or a contactless pickup of your Christmas dinner from Grandma's house. She is going to, <laughs> because we have been getting takeout from local restaurants, and a lot of them use um, the really nice reusable uh, meal pack, you know, the compostable meal pack things that, that mm-hmm. do a pretty good job of retaining heat and are divided and everything. We've just been saving those and washing them. And then you just email us what you would like for your Christmas, you know, dinner and we'll just tie it up and put it in one of the because we've got a bunch of the um the insulated bags too that we use for grocery shopping so we're just going to put them in the insulated bags and set them on the doorstep you can swing by and get your dinner from grandma's house it's awesome 
Everyone should do that. That's awesome. Because everyone was complaining, you know, because it's... I love my mother to death, but she doesn't cook except for Christmas and Thanksgiving um, and Easter. But Easter is just warming a ham. Um, but, you know, the homemade turkey gravy and mashed potatoes and, you know, all the homemade stuff that she does. Everyone's like, oh, it's grandma Thanksgiving time. And so we're just like, no, contactless pickup. <laughs> Here's your deal. Just tell us what you want. <laughs> and that makes it really nice because now we can go pre-order a turkey and not have, you know, like 50 pounds left over. Because she invariably overorders. I'm just looking forward to eating on time for a change this year. There's that too. Mm-hmm. All right. I uh, sorry. I got distracted earlier when you asked the question because I just ran across an article from a couple of days ago that said the the gooey ducks expect their training sentry. They think they misspelled center. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a Canadian article. Um, uh. To open in the How summer. Yeah. <laughs> Put U's everywhere where they shouldn't be. And <laughs> Anyway, they said they expect their training center to be open in the summer of 2021. And literally having just driven by there two days ago, I want to know what the hell they're on. Well, I don't know which article. Excuse me. What... Um, prefabricated AI Canadian media content that you're reading. But isn't that facility only supposed to open in phases where the main practice rink will open at one time and then the remainder of the facility will be at a point in time somewhere in the future? Yes, the training sentry, again, Canada, <laughs> with the initial focusing focus on finishing the needed facilities for the team to play its first season in 2021. I stand by, and you know what? You know what I'm going to do? As soon as I'm done here, I'm going to drive by and take pictures and ask you if you believe that this facility with a single rink and the seating for a thousand people and all the other facilities that, you know, the weight rooms, the, all the training facilities in the offices looks as if it will be done by summer of 2021. And keep in mind that the rainy season has started in western Washington and won't yep. end until July. May. <laughs> July. It depends on the year. Sometimes it's May, sometimes it's July, just yeah. kind of. So, so you know, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of construction going on during the rainy season. So it's just a hole in the ground, is it? Is that what you're saying? I would appreciate if there was a hole. <laughs> I'm getting concerned because somebody's been feeding me some bad images based on your descriptions of, of what's happening. Because I saw something that looked like an empty box for a portion of this building. But I could have been led astray. And, um, think you might have been led a little a little bit astray there just a, right. just a smidge just right. a smidge thanks jeff baker <laughs> jeff doesn't live anywhere near there the hell hey i no i'll i will go put feet on the ground as soon as we're done excuse me i i should be blaming dean roots oh, Yeah, we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that later. 
there was the sighting of, of licensed NHL Kraken t-shirts in the state of Illinois yesterday. Speaking you know, of my, Seattle. I mean, that makes sense after- to me. You know what my favorite afternoon meal is? Yummy HRR. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I was told when I asked the this particular store in this particular location often carried random like teams from around the country, their stuff, but still. Um, nom, 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 nom. I mean, at my local equivalent of said store, I have found more Ottawa Senators gear at times than the local professional hockey team. So the store buyer is uh, Canadian? Is that what no, you're saying? I was, I was, <laughs> to be fair, I don't think they realize that there's a team locally and they just are like, yeah, Ottawa, okay, sure. Bingo! Now I go, I go two miles down the road, and then I see a little more of the local team. But I just live in the county, you know, just a step or, over. Or oh, you're out in the county. Got it. Yeah, oh no, place. no, I, I'm li- in the county next door, next to the you know second big. You, you know how our airport has two names, and all the locals get pissed off when you call the area by that name. I, I live in the second part. <laughs> like Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> Yes, I live in Hopkins. Okay. I mean, it's there's no Nugent Hopkins? There's only Nugent or Hopkins? Well, it depends. Are we talking about the player or the parents? Well, it's it's like Seattle-Tacoma, right? SeaTac, even though it actually technically is in the town of SeaTac. Which they named <laughs> after the airport. After the airport, well, yeah. But <laughs> oh, well, because, it, funny enough, ours, Raleigh-Durham, it is in neither Raleigh nor Durham. Well... Seattle-Tacoma International Airport is in neither Seattle nor Tacoma. Yeah. Correct. But no one calls it Seattle-Tacoma anymore. Anymore? I don't think anyone ever did. (laughs) Oh, no. Luckily, I think it's always been called SeaTac, but yeah. (laughs) And then they just said, hey, you know what? Rather than being annexed into Burien, we'll just create the town of SeaTac. And they chartered it in the whole nine yards. Mm Mm-hmm. Because what the hell? You know, where are you going? SeaTac. The airport? No, the city, because there's so much to do in SeaTac. I mean you I'd could go to the a, airport. <laughs> you could rent a car. You could mm. park a car for weeks. Now you know there's actually a stay in a hotel. <laughs> apparently there's a number of, of places that actually do like um, conferences in SeaTac. Of course, because why would you want to drive into Seattle or Tacoma from <laughs> 35 minutes outside of either city when you could just have a conference center? I mean, you could go to a conference in SeaTac. You could pick up a hooker in SeaTac. You could pick <laughs> up the light rail in SeaTac. There is so oh, much God. you can do in South King County. 99, yeah, the strip. Dear God. You could rent a motel for an hour, park your car for three weeks, rent a car. <laughs> Attend a conference. SeaTac. The only place that's comparable is Aurora. Aurora North. Your gateway to the wonder of Washington. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we were kind of devolving into, like, uh, Washington. 
<laughs> a little bit of almost yeah. some old almost live routines. Um, I, oh, yeah. It's kind of like calling Denver International Airport. Guys. Yeah, high five and white guys go to Bell Square. Um, <laughs> it's it's sort of like calling Denver, you know, Denver International Airport, Denver International Airport when it's like four days outside of Denver. It's you know? technically inside the Denver city limits though, because they changed the city limits to go around the airport. Yeah, you want to talk about Jerry meandering? I know, right? <laughs> it's just it's just gonna be like this one thirty five thousand mile, you know, little sloth in of of the city limits to just sort of wrap around that precious airport. What do they think that was gonna help property values somehow? I don't know. Or just drive off the cost the cost of everything in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's, yeah, prob- they it's just probably probably they just wanted they- control of it. <laughs> And it's, well, it's probably a way that they can siphon um, bonds and stuff on the Denver City taxes or the Denver City Council and elections to fund for things for the airport. Like a conference center, some motels, a place to park your car or rent a car. Denver International Airport. Come say hi to the Donner Party because we're pretty sure they left from here to head for Denver. <laughs> Oh, let's leave. Let's leave Tahoe out of this, okay? <laughs> Donner Pass. Let's just not go there. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Um, <laughs> so sadly, for fun fact, fun fact, I know two people. It's not not that I know of related who are descendants of survivors of the Donner Party. Anyway, so what were you I, saying? I, 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 I'm going to retract it. what I was about to say. Because <laughs> I don't think I can follow that up. No, I, yeah. I was going to say, when, when, uh, when Ryan Clark... We should hockey in U.S. history. <laughs> God. Uh, Anyways, sorry. There, there's a textbook that should be written. Mm. It's like all the problematic issues are one and the same. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, since uh, Ryan Clark did his piece on the uh, Kraken practice facility, uh, for whatever reason, I started looking up a lot of maps of the Ad- area of Seattle. So yeah. this, we- th- this yeah. week, this recording, I I know what you guys are talking about a little better than usual. It's, <laughs> it, it's astonishing. Maps. Okay. Okay. Calm down, map nerd. <laughs> I, I too, I was once a map nerd until I realized, oh my god, it takes five hours to build one of these things for something that's going to run one inch by one inch in a dead medium. <sighs> Those were the days. You're still not calming her down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my mouth shut. It's okay. We can move on. Uh, so let's talk about that sweet HRR stuff. Oh, with the new jerseys retro. coming out. Yeah. I, oh. I, I'd like to propose a rule. Hereby banning the word retro. Mm-hmm. This day forth. Make okay. as many jerseys as you want, but let's be honest. There's nothing retro in the NHL because that would imply that they create new things. And that doesn't happen. 
Sure they do. They create new money streams. Oh, no, they don't. They just yes, milk they the same money streams out of the same people. They reinvent them or rename them and try to try to well, call them new things. No, see, they can do this on the on the on, you know, the backs of a U.S. Republican administration that cuts taxes. So it's like the same money. <laughs> oh, sorry. I can't believe you said that with a straight face. They uh, they cut taxes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just rich old white guys that go to these games, right? Uh, Last time I checked, I wasn't richer guy, but you know. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I apparently am no longer rich nor white then. Um. <clears throat> Oh no! That I just figured that was the NHL's business model, and it's flawed and full of holes, and doesn't make any sense, and does not line up with logic. Okay, we're talking. We're still talking about hockey, and not me, right? Yes. Okay, I just want to clarify that. No, no, I'm just the same shit's been said about me. <laughs> it's I don't not think... all about you, Patrick. Oh yes, it is. I'm, I'm an old. <laughs> I'm a rich white guy. It's all about me. Uh, no, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I retract that statement. You damn well better, woman. The <laughs> lone minority on this podcast. Oh. Uh, uh, jerseys. All right. So this was a fun exercise I heard elsewhere. Oh, retro regressive. Sure. Okay. That are. Or reverse re- reverse regressive, sorry. But you got to work the H in there, so we can call these the HR hockey. jerseys. Yeah, hockey re- hockey reverse regressive. Okay, there you go. Um, actually, technically, make it progressive because if you reverse regressive, I'll deal with it later. Your statistics, statistics. If, if you're reversing right. the polarity and I'm reversing the polarity, it's not being reversed. I believe I learned that somewhere. Same principle applies. Um, yeah. How many of these are going to suck? What's the over-under on that? 29. <laughs> I'm going to say 29. You're going to say 29? All right, then I'm going to... I got to ask, what are the two that won't be terrible? I, you're going to kill me. The Whalers and the Star, the North Stars. I'm sorry, the Wild. The Hurricanes and the Wild. Because they're bringing back the glorious North Star colors and sweater design. And they're bringing back the glorious Pucky and some of the Whaler stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado. I can't believe that, that Joe Sackick signed off on this because he's, he's resisted this for ever. And they're actually going to do a Nordique ish jersey ish what what i am hoping to see is a bit of an fu to the old nordique but they have the fleur de lis because that was teased what if they used a modified version of the a from their stadium series jersey and incorporated that in the old Nordiques logo, so instead of it being the N in the hockey stick, it's the A in the hockey stick, because I saw that mock-up, and I was like, you know, chef kiss, that would look brilliant. 
Oh, you evil, evil, <laughs> brilliant, lovely man. I'm here for the chaos. Oh. <sighs> I needed that relaxation. Yeah. Give me all that HRR. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. So that one, although the the Whalers one will be interesting if they do do a gray jersey or not. There's some, um, I'm guessing it's just poor photo quality and it's really going to be white. Yeah. Uh, that one, it'll look good. I, th- I think the, as long as they didn't do the blue, I, I was happy. Yeah, they never. I mean, I, I I liked them for a brief period of time. Yeah, but they were very early '90s. Yeah. See, I whenever I I see like Whaler stuff, and it's because I saw the Seattle Thunderbirds stuff first, you know. But I always think of the Seattle Thunderbirds because the Seattle Thunderbirds took the Whalers jersey and slapped a new logo on it, and the Thunderbird logo is way better than the Whalers logo. So I, yes, I said it. <laughs> and so I just can't get into the Whaler stuff. I just look at that and I just think, eh, I'll just get a Seattle Thunderbirds jersey. <gasps> and I actually saw the Whalers play, thank you, in the mall. Pat, Pat are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I am oh, not. Okay. I okay. If there are two things you will learn about me, I one am not very sentimental. And two, meh, all the Whaler stuff's a little overrated. The All Green, I went to the first All Green game, I guess, back in 2018, and it looked cool, and it was a cool one-off. But I was good. Um, don't, don't you ever hear Pierre Lebrun or... Or Wyshynski or any of those guys hear you say such disparaging thing. About well, Wyshynski is, he's just playing up a gimmick. I know. Uh, Brass Bonanza is terrible. Brian Burke yeah. was correct. It is. Um, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it wasn't Brian Burke. I know, but I... I want to put there, the brakes on the, on the perpetuation of the rumor that it was him. No, it was the players. He's... He's the one that changed the Mighty Ducks. Yes. Uh, but to the military ducks. Um, please give me some crazy purple in that Coyotes, whatever we're going to call it, the CBD jersey. I, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> it doesn't feel right to call it the Peyote Coyote anymore. But anything that brings more purple, uh, the the THC, the T, the THC, the yeah. THC, uh, the yeah. hockey coyotes. See, yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has no other properties uh, <laughs> to it because this game needs less meh. The jerseys definitely eat, needs more purple. Mm-hmm. Definitely needs, but each of these retros should either just be completely terrible. Hello, Philadelphia Flyers, or be good. There should be no in between. You should either hate it or love it. And there's going to be a whole lot of meh. 
Because they want to sell jerseys. That's the whole point. So, HRR. Are we going to talk about the New Jersey Devils bringing back the Italian flag? With yes. The, with the green body. I, I kind of. The like Christmas it. jerseys? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. No? The, these should, this is what should be known as the Christmas jersey. Would you agree, Patrick? Uh, yeah. No, this is the one you're going to start humming um, the Godfather theme to. <laughs> you're just going to hear that da, 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 as you look at these sweaters. <clears throat> and you're going to end up going to a hockey game. Marriage of Figaro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Look at my beautiful hockey team, what they did to it. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I've been craving to watch The Godfather lately, so I think now I just have to. I think you're contractually obligated now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. God damn it. Okay. Twist my arm. Both the movies. Don't you even All two of them. All yes, two of them. all two of the Godfather movies. Hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm, uh... So, what about the, the... The reverse Montreal one that I saw? So, normally... Because, so, like, the Western Hockey League... CHL and a lot of the the juniors teams um, back in the day they used jerseys from NHL teams. I, I believe the Kamloops Blazers started out as like the Junior Oilers or something even. Mm-hmm. Well, and so manufacturers only had so many templates, and it was like take it or leave it. Uh, it's just well, let's just talk about the uh, you know the obvious ripoff. Hello, Portland Winterhawks. Well, yeah. yeah. They didn't even bother changing anything. anything. Or yeah, we could talk about the, the new New York Islanders because they just swapped a color. Well, and it does, uh, apparently, uh, if what I'm seeing is true, it does bring back the Statue of Liberty logo. Mm-hmm. Which might mm-hmm. be interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so even though the, the Whalers jerseys remind me of the Seattle Thunderbirds, I had, I mean, and I know different, and I've known different for years now, but it doesn't, the the Spokane Chiefs and the Montreal Canadiens jerseys, there's a disconnect there for me mentally. It's like they're totally separate things, even though they're the exact same exact jersey. Exact same thing, yes. <laughs> even though they're the exact same jersey, but in my brain, they're two totally different things, and one does not remind me of the other. So the mock-up that I saw for uh, a reverse Montreal jersey actually for the first time reminded me of the Spokane Chiefs and it was uh, um, instead of red it was blue mm-hmm. very creative mm-hmm. well when you're dealing with three colors Pat <laughs> one of which is white not much you can really know they would never do a black sweater in Montreal so I don't really care for Montreal. Uh, well, no, I'm just <laughs> Let saying. Me throw this, let me just throw this out. Do they need the waistband across the logo? 
just 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 saying in, in something that's a one-off do they have to have that it's kind of their iconography you know yeah they do it's kind they would of say they part do. of the iconography <laughs> and god what i wouldn't give to see him actually try and change that up just to watch an entire no three quarters of a province lose its freaking mind not to mention the maritimes yeah, well, okay, yeah. Well, so an entire province, cumulative. <laughs> but not all of the single province. Yeah, the Maritimes and, and three-quarters of Quebec just lose their minds. And it would be glorious. <laughs> well, what would be even better is if they made the move and did something... Uh, well, I'll say extreme... For the Canadians, and then they actually won a cup in said jerseys. They they should change oh. the entire jersey. Oh no! The no entire no, jersey. They should redesign the logo. <gasps> and the entire jersey. Just just go nuts. <laughs> they should put some Florida Lees in there. Nobody else <gasps> is doing them anymore. No. Right. At least, uh, you at least would... not in Canada. The right? city of Quebec would go up in flames. Well, so would Montreal, but you would never know if they were winning or losing. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, at least in Vancouver, you know they only riot when they lose the seventh game in the Stanley Cup final. And that's only happened twice. Yeah, uh, but, you know. Twice. I mean, they didn't even riot when the entire country won a gold medal up there. So, Why would know, they? Vancouver. This no. is Vancouver. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they lose. played in Montreal, that'd be completely different. Yeah. See, if they won in Montreal, they would have rioted. But then again, they also rioted. Yeah. I, I think they're just angry people. <laughs> Very passionate. That's what it is. Oh yes, yes. That's what I was told at work. Mm-hmm. Passionate. Yeah. You you demonstrate passion quite a bit in meetings. <laughs> really? <laughs> I thought it was anger. Okay. We'll go with that word. No, no, yeah, you might be right, because passion is more like the Vancouver Canucks gradient jersey. I have a passion for graphic design. Oh. <laughs> and I'm here for it. The red end of the red end of blue really really worked your your passion into a fervor, eh? Yeah, well at least that design. But give me give me the blue into green just to just to see what it looks like. Hmm. I mean, we were talking about riots. They can have a rave night. They would do that anyway, so it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This is Vancouver. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and then gray is going to be a thing. Oh, God, yeah. I think gray is going to be a big thing coming up. Mm -hmm. Monochromatic. Lean into what the Golden Knights have done. Make it shiny. <laughs> I just want to see glittery. We need glittery jerseys. You know, so we can hear the song from Moana played as teams go out to the ice. Because I'm all for that. I uh, I want to see the Leafs come out in a silver top. Plaid. <laughs> no, I'm I'm talking if if the Golden Knights are going to do their gold LeMay thing, mm-hmm. like the Leafs need to come out in silver, mm. and and everything you know, and they should allow in arena music to be played during the game, and it's just basically the Saturday Night Live soundtrack. 
See, I don't know if they would. They could settle for silver. They might have to. They might have to recast that as platinum. Well, they could cast it as whatever they want. It would be silver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> platinum is very on brand for the Leafs. So. Mm-hmm. There's a because- joke about it not existing. Because most people don't actually sit in those seats, but well, yeah. I was going to say it requires some sort of platinum credit card just to get you eligible for said seat, but it has to be a corporate card. At this point, I don't even think they—I don't even think a platinum would get you there. I think you'd have to have a black Amex. Well, that's American, so that. Oh, point, that's I'll- true. Oh, yeah. With the exchange rate, it would probably—you're right. With the exchange rate, it would work to platinum. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then we could have platinum pension plan puppets, even though there's no pension anymore. Well, the NHL player pension fund. Are we sure that's a real thing? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I think that's make believe. So is Minnesota gonna flip out when they don't have the North Stars logo? Oh, I think they're gonna have a W with a star on it. Oh, it's not going to be their their weird M with the. They're going to flip it around. No, because yeah. you remember the the star was was on the north was on the upswing of the end of, yeah. of the end. So if they do it off the last swing of the W, right? Yeah, I mean it works. You're just changing letters. I mean, literally, all you kind of have to do is. Add a little angle piece to the front of the end, and you're kind of done. You know what I'm saying? Thank goodness these come out before the episode's released, because it'll give everybody something to talk about for literally six days. It'll be nice. So no more think pieces about players way past their prime that are feeling the best they've ever felt. Ad nauseum. I'm in the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. I am too. It's 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 a lot less circular than it used to be. Yeah, I am not. <laughs> well, it depends on what shape we're talking about. If we're talking like you know, angular, not so much. Rounded, probably yes. I'm not feeling rejuvenated like Brent Seabuck. Brent Seabrook, so let me put it to you that way. Rejuvenated. You know, I, I, I'm going to need to understand one thing with these re, um, reverse regressives. Is apparently they're they're marking the year that they're referring to in the caller, right? Yeah. Yeah. What the hell are they doing with 2000 for Buffalo? I mean, it's like the franchise hasn't been around since you, the 70s, maybe? Yeah, but Buffalo has reused all those iterations again and again and again. All I'm going to no. say is go look at their old red third jersey. No, I remember those. Yeah, and they're just going to change the color palette. That's what they're going to do. But but here's something that you have to, like, 
remind yourself, like I do repeatedly, the year, two, the year 2000 was 20 years ago. The year 2000. <laughs> Had to. <laughs> Y2K uh, was 20 years ago. Why not 2K? Um, I guess that was the question they literally asked in Buffalo. Why not 2K? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, at least in, in Minnesota, they went 67. Right? And you're like, okay, you know. Yeah, now I get it. You're going to have the classic North Star look to your to your sweater. Um, and and uh, who else did a really ancient one like that? Somebody else did an ancient one like that, but everyone else is like, yeah, whatever, salad, you know. The the avalanche, I think, just said 95, which could have meant the end of the 94-95 season or the beginning of the 95-96 season. Oh, God. Why? Yeah, 95-96, they were in Colorado. But right. you know. And, so, and the 95 season was actually 95 because the first four months of it was a lockout. Right. So, so what you're telling me, and I don't know why I hadn't thought of this, the Avalanche missed a big opportunity. They should have done the jerseys that never were. Bingo! The, the, the Nordic jerseys? Yeah. The wolf jerseys. I've been because the color palette, to bring that up the entire time. <laughs> the color palette is oh so similar. Purple. Yeah. And there's your purple, Cassie. Mm-hmm. Pat. Pat was the one who wanted more purple. Because oh. purple is a fruit, so everyone mm-hmm. needs a little fruit in their life. <sighs> yeah, but uh, basically all the with the exception of the Rangers, all the arbitrary six can be thrown in the garbage. And then it's a coin flip for everybody else. Yeah, the the Tampa Bay Lightning decided to go with, like, I don't remember what year it was, but they decided to go with one of their original jerseys. And I was like, well, why not the third Lightning Storm jersey? Why, why didn't they do that? Well, you see, Cassie, they just won the championship, so they ha- they have to, you know, come out with something that people can be proud of. I don't know what it, they should have done it. Yeah, I, I think there. it's that two thousand three, two thousand four sweater. Yeah, the last time they won the Stanley Cup before yep. this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and all hail, you know, Boston. Not. <laughs> we'll just do gold. Gold! Even, even Detroit did, is what, doing gray? If the mock-up's to be re- believed, then it's just a gray armband. And, yeah, basically, it's just it's a gray a practice, practice sweater. I'm pretty sure they wore that in an outdoor game at some point, too. So, Oh, it may have been, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, so Buffalo is just the 2000 crossing Katana's logo. Yeah, again, you know, I sort of stand by my all of them are going to suck except for 
the um, two that I said that I can't remember right now because I'm old and antiquated. <laughs> it was the North Stars. <laughs> oh my god. And the Whalers. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I think Pittsburgh has a chance to look good on the ice. It's not going to inspire any anything. It's just going to be a thing. And they've already no done the classic blue? powder. I was going to say that they've already done the classic powder blue '67, though. Mm. Nod. That's know, a nice jersey. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And they and they actually went back to the old tubby penguin and not the super buff, you know, steroid penguin. Not the geometric one. I love the geometric one. Their their Art Deco logo. Yeah, what were we doing in the 90s? <laughs> Lots of drugs. Uh, the same thing that NHL players are doing today. Oh, again, lots of drugs. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. So, so before becoming an NHL player, lots of these kids go through the CHL. And given that we were talking a lot about prospects and development, I think I have a question we can end on. Because okay. I'm sure we will talk reverse retros ad nauseum again next week, but with Animaniacs. Oh yes, as we fully embrace our um, two-sidedness of this podcast, the I only. Never. Oh, yeah. Say it. Yeah, we we are the official Animaniacs hockey podcast of the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never get to get the phone. <laughs> Nerf. I've got a potty emergency. <laughs> All right. Let, let, me, let me put this out there. Is it time for the NHL to end any agreement with the CHL whatsoever using them as a development league? This has been the 3v3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees. 